to lose it. We're Wolf Kings. We're from the Bay Area. Thank you guys for coming out. We got uh, Feral Live and uh, fucking uh, my bad. Wild Hunt over here. They're on tour. They got merch. Come pick something up from them. We got some shit too, but grab something from them. They need it. Two more songs. This song's called Hell Yes. Thank you guys. You guys want to
last song is called Deathless. If you know it, come up here. Lady Dipper, come out.
was the name of the band. So we were just listening to Not My Show. And that was a great band. And we're going to come back and we'll tell you what band that was. I'm a dick. <laughs> I need to go look at the thing. We're at Bender's on a Saturday and it's fun. You should come here because uh, Counter Offer has delicious food. And Greg is a great chef. Uh, we'll be back with the next band, and I'll tell you who that band was after I ask them permission to be able to play them on the radio. This is not my show. Bye. Say nighty night and kiss me. Just hold me tight and tell me you'll miss me.
Hello, poppies. You are listening to Pop Off, the sound of musical curiosity. Welcome to the show. I am your host, Bear, and I'm back. Yes. From Ireland. I can testify that, uh, that you are back. That I am actually here. Yes. Back from Ireland. Well, what a great time. And um, just a little anecdote. The Irish consider you two to be a bunch of wankers and blowhards. <laughs> As I expected. The same goes for Van Morrison. Ah, yes. But anyway, it is Pride Month here in San Francisco. That's a big old fucking deal. And a big part of the whole queer culture is the dance music scene. So, this month, I will be traveling through some of my favorite dance tracks throughout the last uh, century, starting with the rock and roll era and the 60s. And one of my favorite cuts of all time from that period for one of my favorite cats ever is Dwayne Eddy. And here he is, although I forget who plays sax on this, but it's fucking phenomenal. But here he is with the great Rebel Rouser.
Buzz another baby, keep on dancing Or I'll find myself another cat are listening to pop off the sound of musical curiosity i'm your host bear welcome to the show oh and as i said at the top i was on vacation but it is good to be back if i can give you just a little bit of tmi um going through a bit of a thing personally uh emotion wise and a bit of what you would lightly call a funk um but music has in the past and has always saved my life. So it's really good to be back in the studio here playing stuff for you. And it is Pride Weekend, as I said. And each week I'll be focusing on a different era of music, playing some of my favorite songs to dance to from that era. And this time out, we're doing a little old school rock and roll and 60s era, 60s uh, Vietnam era stuff and uh at the top of that set Dwayne eddie rebel rouser uh one of my favorites and um brian setzer is my favorite guitarist of all time but Dwayne eddie is probably well he's the precursor so i he may be second i don't know i don't really keep a tab on that but rebel rouser's freaking great and i wish i could remember the saxophonist's name because he's killing it on that track the second track that set was Black Cadillac by Joyce Green. Um, I don't know much about Joyce Green. I didn't bring my notes with me. 
but it's one of those one-off records that happened a lot in that period, one-off singles, um, and you don't really hear a lot from women rocking that hard with that much sass. Uh, I think it was from um, either, either Georgia or Alabama is where she was out of, uh, and I don't remember the record label, but her and people like, um, well, I'm going to forget, there were a couple on the Sun Records label that put out a few stellar rockin' singles. Uh, but I absolutely love that track. I found it about, uh, I would think probably about a year ago now. And it's stuck with me ever since. Just killer. After that, of course, was the king of rock and roll, Elvis with Method Blues, followed by Elvis again with Bossa Nova Baby. Those two songs, not number one singles, but I prefer them to a lot of the number one singles, I have to say. Especially Mesa Blues, a real slow burn on that one. Um, yeah, the, sing- the number one singles, out of the, I like Heartbreak Hotel, it's fantastic. Of course, Jailhouse Rock. There's a few that really stand out, but they all kind of sound like uh, Teddy Bear and, um, well, you know, they start to sound similar after a while because you make one hit, you want to repeat the success, so you make it sound similar. But yeah, Massa Blues, Bossa Nova, baby. Great. Then at the end, the goodies with sophisticated boom, boom. Uh, goodies, nobody really knows about them anymore, but they were part of the Brill Building factory machine, uh, along with the Shirelles and the Crystals, the Shangri-Las, the uh, Ronettes, the Chiffons, all those girl groups and all those great songwriting teams. I am going to get this wrong, but I think it was Cynthia Whale and Barry Mann who wrote that track. Um, and I think that was probably around 63, I want to say. I did a show about the Brill Building on Soundways TV, uh, which, soundwaystv.com, you can go there and find that show and listen to it, it's great. Um, anyway, let's continue on. This next song is another favorite of mine from uh, some iconic acts that doesn't get play. I don't think it was released as a single. It certainly wasn't a hit. And it's another kind of slow burn. And uh, it's Diana Ross and the Supremes with the Temptations, but really it's Diana Ross and the Temptations. I don't hear much of the other Supremes on this track, but it's fantastic, and it's from that album they did together in the mid to late 60s that I can't remember the title of, but the title of this song is Try It Baby. So here is Diana Ross and the Supremes with the Temptations on Pop Off, the sound of musical curiosity. Oh, 
Falling in love 
That was the main ingredient. Everybody plays the fool. I believe the early 90s. That was uh, covered by Aaron Neville and made into a hit a second time. Uh, great tune, that one. Before that, Etta James with Fire. And before Etta James from, I think, 1972. Joy Love Joy with In Orbit. I absolutely adore that song. Uh, that was a late discovery for me. <laughs> well, I discovered all this music late, quite frankly. Uh, that's a story I can get to in a moment. But before Joy, Barbara Aiklin, some serious northern soul just ain't no love. Another song of hers I really like is... Um, well, now I'm drawing a blank on it, but... <laughs> Uh, but at the top, Diana Ross and the Supremes with The Temptations and Try It Baby from their joint album. Uh, fun side note about that is that's one of the few times uh, in my research I've seen the female act or singer listed first. Usually it's Marvin Gaye, Tammy Terrell. Um, yeah, the man's usually listed first on duets. Uh, the other one I can think of off the top of my head is Islands in the Stream, where it's Dolly Parton and Kenny Rogers, but it doesn't usually happen that way, so I've, that just goes to show how big the Supremes were at the time. Yeah, the 60s, great uh, period for pop music, especially a lot of um, groups that you don't hear about anymore that released some great singles, uh, and one of them is this next one coming up, and... Again, I don't remember the date of this, but it sounds peak mid-60s. Uh, here we go with the Vogues, and you're the one on Pop Off, the sound of the swinging 60s.
Just say 
If you are just tuning in, you are listening to Pop Off the Sound of Musical Curiosity with your host, Bear. That's me. Uh, this is a rock and roll 60s show, dance party, 
celebrating some of my favorite dance tracks of the era, stuff that I like to dance to around my apartment. And hopefully soon, we'll be bringing to a dance club near you. Yes, I would like to get a night going where we play this music and every other era and genre all mixed together in one nice melange. Um, yeah, that was a great set of a 60s pop, a lot of stuff you don't hear anymore, some really obscure stuff, actually, that I learned of thanks to my hero, Dave Morey, who used to host the iconic KFOG 10 at 10, which you can still find. It's on soundwavestv.com, but it's hosted by my friend Dennis Willis now. Uh, so look that up. But at the top, we had The Vogues with You're the One, a big hit for them, a great track. And then the association with Windy, um, which started off a, a streak of songs that all have sort of a similar, uh, that sort of similar 60s marching beat that I absolutely love. Um, the, association, the association was followed by Marty Wilde with a song called Abergavenny. I have no idea what that is. Uh, I think that whole marching uh, band sound was uh, copped from the Beatles. I have to imagine, because they were doing that sound in the late 60s. Um, uh, I think Abergavenny must be a place in England. I don't know, but that's a great track. And thanks to Dave Moore for that one. Also, thanks to Dave Moore for Crispin, Crispin St. Peter's and the Pied Piper. Oh, oh, the groove on that one I absolutely adore. And then we uh, closed it out with Simon and Garfunkel and Cecilia. Back to the Pied Piper for a moment, though. Um, there's a cover of it by Bob Andy and Marsha Griffith, two reggae superstars. Look that one up. It's a, com it's a slowed down, almost nightclub disco reggae groove, if that makes any sense. But that's uh, a great cover and worth checking out. Um, 60s, we saw the British Invasion, obviously, with folks like the Beatles, as I mentioned before. The Beatles and the Stones and the Kinks and the Who and Led Zeppelin and on and on with all these great bands. But what often doesn't get talked about when we talk about the British Invasion is the invasion of all the British girl singers, of which there were lots. And one that doesn't get a lot of mention here, but she was a big in... England and uh, other parts of Europe is somebody who wasn't actually British. I believe she was Scottish. And I believe that this song was penned by Neil Diamond. But here's Lulu with The Boat That I Row. Don't have a lot, but with me that's fine. Whatever I got, well, I know it's mine. I choose my own side and I like it better. 
Yes, it is three for madness. Three songs, all one thing in common. So, what do you do when you got an artist that you really like and you can't decide which song to play? Well, huh, you play them all. Here's Evie Sands with You've Got Me Uptight on Pop Off, the sound of musical curiosity.
Jam up, jelly tight, Tommy Rowe, a big hit maker in the 60s with songs like Sheila and Dizzy. Before that, a threefer of Evie Sands. Uh, at the end was, um, well, I'm going to forget, uh, Any Way That You Want Me, which uh, I think hers was the original, but I know it was covered by other people. And then before that, uh, Billy Sunshine with some serious horns. Um, you don't get horns like that anymore. By the time disco rolled around, the horns had gotten funky. The horn section had really taken a turn. Um, I think starting around 69, you know, with like Chicago and then where Gladys Knight and the Pips went in that Motown era along with Stevie Wonder. But in the 60s and the rock and roll era, uh, the horns were funky, but they were, but they were a specific kind, they were a specific kind of funky. They were really just tight, like you could just, it was all very uh, contained. And then you got to the 80s where things got a little loose with the sax solos taking it to the heavens, and of course in the 90s the sax solo kind of faded out, so sad. And now we don't hardly have horn sections at all except for an occasional single. Um, before Billy Sunshine, the top Evie Sand song was uh, You've Got Me Uptight, oh that song is glorious. Yeah, Evie Sands, check her out. Um, not top tier northern soul uh, artist, very well known, but she had a lot of great singles. And um, before Evie Sands, let's see. Oh, Billy Davis. Yes, we uh, British Invasion. Billy Davis, uh, bigger in Britain and some parts of Europe, but what you gonna do, a great rave up. Another song I like is she did a cover version of want you to be my baby. That's a certified floor filler. And at the top, Lulu with the boat that I row. I'm pretty certain that song was penned by Neil Diamond. Uh, next up, um, a band that's considered a one-hit wonder, uh, but technically they're not. They had two, if not three, top 40 singles. Their biggest, most well-known single is 96 Tears. But this song I'm going to play for you is, um, I believe it hit the uh, upper 30s, around 36. I don't remember the year. Um, and it's almost got a merengue, if I dare say, a merengue type of rhythm going on. This is Question Mark and the Mysterians with Do Something to Me on Pop Off, the sound of musical curiosity.
You are listening to Pop Off the Sound of Musical Curiosity. I'm your host, Bear, and uh, traveling through the rock and roll era in the 60s, playing some great dance music. That at the end was the Honeycombs with Have I the Right. Uh, also, not a one-hit wonder. Uh, I guess you could call them a one big hit, one minor hit wonder. I forget the name of the uh, minor hit, but it was a top four. They did have two top 40 singles is my point. Um, that was a family band. You should uh, look up the video online because the drummer is the sister, which was not common back then, and that's kind of, that's fucking rad if you ask me. And some tight drumming on that track. Before that, of course, the classic My Boyfriend's Back by The Angels, one of the big girl groups of the era. And then some British beat, Dave D, Doozy, Mick, and Titch with Save Me. That's quite a rave up. Love that track. Before that, some more British beat. Unit 4 plus 2 with Concrete and Clay. And then at the top, question mark, and the Mysterians with Do Something To Me, a number 36 chart hit for them, I believe. I hope I have that right. I know it was, uh, they were not one-hit wonders. That was a minor hit for them, Um, which reminds me of a, a humorous story that my friend Dennis told me. Uh, about uh, a local a DJ in the area that works in uh, corporate radio, the corporate world. Um, and well, no, he's been around for a while, but apparently one morning show, I think, he played an ACDC song that was known, something like Girls Got Rhythm or Money Talks, but it wasn't on the uh, authorized playlist by the big heads at the top. And apparently they kind of shit a brick about it. <laughs> What's the song he's playing? It's not authorized. We don't know what to do. Even though it was a hit ACDC song. So I mentioned that because uh, this is not a known question mark in the Mysterian song now. It was probably known somewhat back then. But also, you know, that's why I thank you for supporting the local community stuff like we do here at Mutiny and over also at Soundwaves. Uh, but also, uh, you know, supporting, even though it is uh, corporate stations, they are your local people DJing at the corporate stations, and they do need your support to keep radio alive, because we don't want it to die. Uh, my God, traffic drives would be hell if one didn't have radio. Um, the song I'm going to play for you next is another song that probably wouldn't make corporate's uh, authorized playlist. In fact, I imagine... If they authorized any songs by Connie Francis, it would be her slow ballads. But Connie Francis was one of the uh, big stars of the rock and roll era, and dare I say, one of the queens of the rock and roll era. She didn't play guitar like Wanda Jackson or Janice Martin, but she did have a few rockin' songs and a few very, very uh, sexy songs. And one of my absolute favorites of hers is Lipstick on Your Collar. But then when I was doing deep research a year ago for one of my pop-off shows on Soundwaves, I discovered this track that was a hit that you never... Do you really hear any 50s songs anymore? Let's be honest. Um, but it was a hit back in the day, and it is absolutely glorious and absolutely sexy, and it's called Fallen. Here is Connie Francis. <laughs> Yeah. 
Gotta get out of this place, some British invasion. Before that, the Mamas and the Papas with Straight Shooter, one of my favorites of theirs. And before that, Street Corner Society with Summer Days, Summer Nights, a bit of an obscure band, uh, I believe, from the Bay Area. And uh, in the genre, the sub 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 genre known as Sunshine Pop, which also includes probably the Mamas and the Papas. Before that, some um, rock and roll, the Rockin' Rebels with Wild Weekend. And I want you to do me a favor. Uh, listen to uh, the Wild Weekend again. You can find it on YouTube. And then I want you to listen to uh, John Fogarty's Rock and Roll Girls off his Centerfield album from the 80s. That was the period for John Fogarty when he was being sued by record labels for sounding too much like himself. 
Uh, they lost that court case. <laughs> but they would have had a better court case if they would have sued him for sounding too much like the Rockin' Rebels. Trust me, that opening riff is basically the same as Rock and Roll Girls. Both great tunes, but um, yeah. Copping a riff there, Fogarty. Uh, let's see, before that was ooh, Hank Ballard and the Midnighters with Let's Go, Let's Go, Let's Go. And at the top, Connie Francis with the super sexy Fallen. Okay, more British beat, British Invasion. Um, one of the biggest acts of the entire 1960s was Petula Clark. Known for Downtown and I Know a Place and My Love. And this song, I believe, reached number 12 on the Hot 100, and it is my favorite song of hers. Here is Petula Clark with a sign of the times. (laughs) 